Hello, everyone, and welcome to Madlet Musings. And today I have back to talk books with me, Misu Andrews. And Yay! I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad to be here. I love chatting with you, girl. <laughs> well, we were already starting to like get into the book stuff before we hit record, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. let's push the button. So we are recording yes. now. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. But you have a new book out, which yes. is actually a sequel to mm-hmm. Potiphar's Wife. Yes. Um, but tell us a little bit about this this new one. Well, In Feast or Famine is the conclusion of Joseph's story. So when mm. we left Joseph in Potiphar's Wife, poor fella, he was in prison. Oh, yeah. Unjustly so, right? He yeah. was unjustly accused of rape. Um Potiphar's wife and no spoilers in this whole thing but um I will tell you it's a little bit of a spoiler but he 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 did find love in Potiphar's wife he did yes there was this Hebrew slave that Mm -hmm. they had this wonderful relationship and in fact such a wonderful relationship that when my editor she knew it was coming Right. Because we know, you know, biblical spoilers are in there. We know that he has to marry Aznath, right? Right. Right. Aznath, the daughter of Potiphera, Mm -hmm. the priest of On, which is the high priest of Ra, which is the sun god of Egypt. Right. The the big boy, the big god. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. So our faithful Yahweh worshiping Joseph has to marry a pagan priest's daughter. Now, how, how do we do that? How does that reconcile? And especially when he's in love with this wonderful Hebrew woman. And my editor was like, oh no, no, no. I, I can't do it. I am not going to edit that book. I am so sorry because I am so mad. I already know how it has to go. And I, <laughs> nope, not going to do it. I love Ahira. I love this Hebrew slave. I love their relationship. I love that he loves her and she loves him. And I know I don't want, I, mm -mm. so what was I going to do? How are we going to get Joseph from madly in love with this wonderful character right? to happily married? Cause you know, I mean, mm, if if you're going to write, if you're going to write biblical fiction, it really kind of needs to have some sort of hope in it, right? Right. It, it, right. it doesn't have to have a happy right. ending, but it, it has to have a hopeful ending. Right. 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 We were taught that from the very start, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, hmm. so that was my, that was my dilemma from the very beginning. So That's how do we get one. Joseph? It was, how do we get Joseph out of love with one woman without mm-hmm. it being too corny or right. contrived. Right. And do we know what like happened with that? Or so, is it just real hmm. quiet or hmm, hmm? Yeah. So first thing I did was I did what all very professional um, researchers do. I Googled it. Googled it. Absolutely. Uh, Wikipedia yeah. mm-hmm. is a great resource for that. That's also, mm-hmm. yeah, the, yeah, the number one go-to for all <laughs> serious researchers. Yes. So we but, both but, just but, lost a huge percentage of readers <laughs> with that comment. They're like, well then. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. 
well then click hanging up now um anyway yeah no but I did I seriously yeah. did well, because yeah. it yeah. was just kind of a silly fun you know someplace fun to start so anyway right. but I I really did kind of hit the jackpot on Google <laughs> nice. time. I did so I found this pdf Joseph and Aznath pdf and it's like public domain okay and it's an ancient text that was ancient biblical fiction it is it's a novel who wrote it I don't even know so and neither does anybody else so it kind of started out as as a a Jewish text uh, okay Jewish fiction okay um and it was used this is the really fun part it was used to get people to convert to Judaism because it told the story of Joseph and Aznath, their meeting, their courtship, okay. their marriage, and then how the brothers got to know Aznath. One of them fell in love with Aznath. I mean, it, it was just, oh, my. oh, and you would have loved it because there was cloak and dagger kind of stuff going on. Oh, Jamie all right. Oh, all right. Just, yes. Oh, my goodness. I like and this, all this old dead oh, writer person that we don't know. Yes. All right. And, but then it's funny because it was written somewhere between 200 BC and 200 AD. And then it morphed into something and we had all sorts of wine and bread symbolism. And then it became something used as in the Christian, the early Christian church to convert people from Judaism to Christianity. <laughs> Interesting. So the Christians borrowed it. Yes. Wow. So borrowed it. Isn't that fascinating? And so, and and so, I decided, you know, if they, it, it, whatever's good for them, I thought I might be able to borrow some of it too. So, I borrowed the part where Potiphera okay. raised Aznath mm-hmm. in a tower from the time she was a little girl until the moment she met or she saw Joseph actually from the very top of her tower. And she was like, you know, whoa, whoa, that is some kind of hot Hebrew right there. <laughs> that that was the Misusian. That version. was a direct quote. <laughs> that was no, that was the Misusian version of that PDF. But um yes, she said, whoa, I've, you know, I've never been in contact with any man but my father more than three feet away from me but I he's pretty hot fella so and and that's so we've got our very own biblical version of Rapunzel right here in in feast or famine so there it is yeah Rapunzel Rapunzel let down your hair has now been changed to Asnath (laughs) Asnath let down your hair let down your hair and she does have her own hair you know, well, that's, that's the thing. she did. Well, in Egypt, they didn't, you know, the, all those, all those wigs, the women would shave their heads. And so they didn't have their own hair, but we left, we left Aznath with her own, her own hair. hair. And oh. that's part of the reason, because I, if she's going to be biblical Rapunzel, she got to have her own hair, right? Hair. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. Right. So there you go. That's part of this. I love it. <laughs> I know that fun, but now seriously, because the Jews and the early Christians use this as basically a, a proselytizing kind of a book. Right. That really did give me the theme for this book. 
it, it said to me that, okay, Azanap was probably, probably converted, right? Very Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because her two sons became part of the 12 tribes of Israel. This is true. Manasseh and, and Ephraim. Ephraim. And so, hmm. so now this is when I'm right. I just Googled as a fun, silly mm -hmm. start to my research. But as I read this PDF, it became very clear to me that, okay, if her sons became a part of Israel's tribes, mm -hmm. that had to mean something to what happened in right. that household. Right. And so it gave me the foundation in a, in a scriptural, I felt like biblical foundation to say, you know what, I can, I can go into this book, believing with my whole heart that Joseph somehow was able to put his whole heart into this relationship. Hmm. And he was able to give his heart to Yahweh. Mm -hmm. And to say to him, okay, I, I'm going to go into this marriage and, and let you change my heart. One of my favorite scriptures is, well, <laughs> favorite is maybe a loose term there. Philippians 2.13, because it says, it is God who works in me to will and to act according to his good pleasure. And the reason that's a favorite for me is because a lot of times I don't want to act. Right. 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 right? Mm -hmm. I don't even want to pray the nice thing. No, I, I, I want to pray evil know. on something. <laughs> right. Exactly. Justice. I don't, I don't, I add, <laughs> right. I don't want to forgive somebody. I don't right. want to be nice today. Right. I don't, I don't want to, to be nice to that salesperson on the other end of the phone who has called me. For the third time today, the same person, mm -hmm. I, mm, seriously, could you not take me right. off your list for the third time that I've asked today? Uh, so, uh, but it is God who works in me to will and to act. Mm -hmm. uh, and so because our God is the same God in the Old Testament yeah. as he is in the New Testament, I believe that Joseph could have said Yahweh, Elohim, work in my heart to not only let go of my love for Ahira, mm -hmm. but to embrace a wife that I had no choice in choosing mm -hmm. because what was he going to do? I mean, Pharaoh gave her to him. You right. don't, don't, you don't reject no. a gift. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. That, that's not an option. I mean, it's Moses does not. later. So we saw how that went. Well, yeah, that just didn't work so pretty good. <laughs> not so pretty good. No. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of the struggle we see in Joseph um, yeah. throughout the book. But this book is Aznas book. Okay. Um, it's, it's really about her and it's about her journey. Mm -hmm. Um, because her journey, when she's four years old, she witnesses the murder of her mother. Mm -hmm. 
and um and her mom's last words are to her and they say she says to her heal egypt mm. and so sure. asnap she grows up thinking i'm i'm going to be a, a high priestess i'm mm -hmm. going to become isis the mm -hmm. healer the mother of egypt right and so that's her purpose so she's in this tower from age four to age 19, preparing to marry a pharaoh, mm -hmm. an Egyptian, pure-blooded Egyptian, so that they can get rid of these Hyksos, these foreign right. rulers. And that's what she's prepared for. Her purpose in life was set. Yeah. From her mother's last words, all through and her father has trained her for this mm -hmm. and and that's what she knows she's going to do and then lo and behold mm -hmm. her father shows up with this edict that the pharaoh has given her to a hebrew one of those awful hyksos dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yes so wow. her journey then is not only does he serve a God she doesn't think even exists, right? but right. he's one of those awful people who were a part of the, the army that came in and, and killed her mother. Mm. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. How does yeah. she get over that? Yeah. It's interesting. So when you're researching somebody like Asnath, who only has, if I remember correctly, a very brief mention mm -hmm. in scripture. Yeah, very. So, yep. uh, you know, a lot of this is just things that might have happened in her life. Yes. How yep. do you, how do you do research on somebody where they've got one line and he married Asnath, boom, done. And he what? married Asnath. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, you, you find historical things right? like that little PDF. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, and, and there is some there is some Jewish tradition on okay. her. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so always, always in writing biblical fiction, the way I do it now, mm -hmm. this is not everybody's mm -hmm. process, but my process, I, I read everything I can in scripture about this circumstance. So I read sure. all the scripture on Joseph and until I, I can pretty much tell you which chapter mm -hmm. each of these events is in. I, sure. I know, I know the Bible account. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's like they, they train a teller in a bank, you know, they, they teach her what a, the truth is. They teach her right. what an authentic money looks right. like so, so she, she can recognize exactly. Them any counterfeit they right. don't teach they don't try to teach her all the counterfeits they right teach what the truth is and, mm -hmm. and so i that's what i do i study the truth mm -hmm. so that then i can recognize whatever counterfeits come along right so i i do that first and then i start looking at historical stuff okay um so i look at rabbinic literature i look mm -hmm. at um i, I look at archaeology mm -hmm. studies i look at um there's tons and tons of e e Egyptology, uh, you know, what they've dug up mm -hmm. and, and that kind of thing. So I look at the history around that time. Mm -hmm. I look at the culture and how, how that period of Egypt, how they functioned, how their government functioned, 
and and then I I I plug my my characters into those situations. Sure. Um, and it's really fun to to do the research on specific locations. Okay. Um, so when they travel, because you know Joseph went all over Egypt, and so some of the places that they traveled are just fascinating. I bet. Um, oh my goodness, and especially when they went into um, the Fayum. There, there were some amazing temples in that area, and it, it was kind of the recreational spot of Egypt for the okay. kings during okay. that period. They, they did a lot of their big game hunting in the Fayum, and one of the temples was um, the Crocodile Temple, and they, oh my goodness, you can find anything on YouTube, right? I mean, seriously, if you can fix right. your refrigerator with a video on YouTube, you can also find the Temple of the Crocodiles on YouTube. I'm telling you, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they they put jewels on their crocodile god. They bathed him in milk. Oh, oh. it was just fantastic. Precious. Yeah. Uh, it's precious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so just lots That's of fun funny. things to find. <clears throat> oh, I'm sure it's got to be so interesting. And you know, it's funny too, because you're mentioning when Joseph traveled all over Egypt, there's this silly mm -hmm. part of me that's still childish. When I think of Egypt, I literally think of Egypt as one location, not like this widespread right. area population land. I picture it like Egypt is a city and that's all it exists. It's like right there. Yep. Everything is in this one spot and it's not. No, no. And everybody thinks, oh, there's pyramids all over Egypt. No, 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 they're not. They're pretty much, I mean, they're really, the big ones are really located in one kind of area, mm -hmm. um, maybe two or three, but they really are not. They're not widespread. Mm -mm. No, they're really no. not. No. And, and there really is only, they really travel on the Nile. Mm -hmm. And then when the Nile gets low there's not a lot of traveling they, yeah they put yeah and so because there was famine for seven years right there during that time you know it, it was tough traveling right so um for them to have to and and here's the other thing that we forget or we read over and don't realize mm -hmm. and that is they part of what was so um, interesting about this famine is part of Joseph's plan was that they come, anybody who wanted grain, they come to one central place right. to get the grain. Right. That means some people from Southern, the Southern portions of Egypt, they were traveling for week, a week or more. Wow. Just one way. To yeah. get this grain on a, an almost dry bed Nile. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't and like so, just run into your local uh -uh. Walmart. <laughs> and, no. And and the other part of that is think about this. M remember, he had had he had had all of the gnomes save their grain mm -hmm. in their own area, but they still had to come to him up way up in the northern part, which is called Lower Egypt, which is always confusing to me, but it's elevation wise. Lower. Okay. Okay. Um, and 
they still had to come up there to get grain. Well, what that meant is they had to get up there to get the voucher to get the grain and release the grain to them that was in their area that they had, that they had stored in their area. I know it makes no sense to us right now, but here's the thing. At that point, Egypt had been divided into lower Egypt and upper Egypt. And, and that was part of, all right, ready? Remember what was, what was Aznath? What was her mother's final words? Heal Egypt. Heal Egypt. Bring it back together as one. Oh, sure. And in doing, in in having the grain come all from one single Mm -hmm. place, that was one of the steps in healing Egypt. So though it seemed like an absolutely ridiculous thing to do, mm-hmm. that was one step forward in, in uniting Egypt into a single nation. nation. Again. Yeah. 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 Huh. So what, what seems and it, and it was a point of tension in the book for people, you know, they didn't see why they had to do that. They didn't understand. And so often, you know, in our governments, we, the people mm-hmm. don't, don't sometimes understand because it, it puts us, you know, it, it's a disadvantage right. for us. It, right. It's an annoyance. It's mm-hmm. too much trouble. It's whatever, but we don't have the entire country in mind right. oftentimes. Right. And let's put that on the church. Mm-hmm. Sometimes something that our pastor decides or our elder board or our, whatever the governing whatever the polity of our, our church is, right. they may decide something that's better for the body, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it puts us out. Yeah. How gracious are we with that? Yeah. Let's yeah. think about that a minute. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, there sounds like there is a lot in this book that readers are going to mm-hmm. enjoy um, and, so. and learn just some elements, even of Egyptian history that maybe we're not familiar with and, and didn't realize was there. So, and I mean, and then you throw in the Rapunzel angle and well, yeah, you know, here we go. Then we all have to go back and watch Rapunzel. Right. Right. And the, um, <laughs> the, uh, quote of the quote of the podcast was the hottie Hebrew. So I think, well, well, yeah, we'll just have to title this podcast. What about that hottie Hebrew with me? <laughs> what <about> <laughs> the hottie Hebrew and biblical Rapunzel. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh man. Well, this book is available now, correct? It is. Yes, it shows. Mm-hmm. So readers can yep. go ahead and get that at your favorite bookseller. Um, and you can find Misu Andrews all over online. You're not hard to find. No, not hard. There aren't too many Misus around. No, there's not. I'm just proud that I think <laughs> I'm pronouncing it correctly now. You are. Good job, girl. Oh, this is so much fun to have you on the podcast. And I'm sure we will have you again in the future. Um, But thanks so much for coming. Thank you, girl. Appreciate you.